Hi, we are back, and Hello. we are ready to start at least the beginning. So we have hot new singles ready to go, and the first one we have hot new singles in your area, and the first one we have is LLYYLLYLM by Rosalia, who is definitely like, I'll say this right now, I I'm not like the celebrity crush kind of person, but I'd say I have two celebrity crush just influenced through this podcast. One, no name. She's always going to be number one. And then two, <laughs> definitely Rosalia. And again, it's it's like, you know, looks play a moderate factor, but also like they are musically talented and they do a really good job of not just, again, being musically talented, but they also like say what they're about and they're really passionate about what they're about and i i i i really sure. respect that in a person uh that being Thank said you. the song rocks at least in my opinion <laughs> I like it. I mean, I really liked Moto Mommy last year and some of Rosalie's other stuff too, but this, I like it. I like it a lot as well. Um, I feel like she just keeps uh, keeps coming in with banners and stuff and is one of those artists that we really like to have on, on this podcast. So she always delivers. It's good Yeah, track. she's really exciting. I don't know, like she deserves one or at least two years off from doing oh, yeah. Mommy because like it was a great album <clears throat> she's tore the shit out of it um it's a great project but uh if she does more and she wants to get on that kind of like every year release cycle where she's doing it god bless i'm here for it uh on the complete other tangent of things which is different from like you know an artist who's on constant release but um an artist <laughs> nay <laughs> a group <laughs> that is on um has been on a hiatus for a long time. In fact, did the kind of album that makes you think that they are in retirement and they are splitting up for good. But no, the real is back. The real is back. <laughs> so super soft free slim, Jimmy. On here, we have Sucka Some by Ray Shremmerd. That's right, Ray Shremmerd. Ray Shremmerd is back. Five years, right? Plus, right? Don't mean shit. You just talking for nothing. I caught a home team and we causing destruction. It'll be bedtime, so you better be tucked. Where's the manager? They can't handle this. I got stripes on my back like an animal. She got all type of ass that ain't shaking up. I'm going up where I land, I never know. They watching me just like a TV show. They watching me like a new episode. I'm feeling good off these edibles. I mean. For folks that are, yeah, 2018, uh, Shrem Life 3 or SR3MM. Uh, real ones know is from Life Three. We reviewed this in Maybe. Dear Lord, our second year of Audio Face, and um, yeah, we talked about how this was the kind of crescendo of trap music as far as its dominance in the twenty, the late twenty twenties. And um, boy, were we right? Um, <laughs> because again, like Ray Shremmerd were phenomenal. I have like a note here to talk about. Like, I definitely remember like. Ray Shremmerd embodying my most like toxic personalities. 
23 Savage. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Like, um, I went to a particular really good concert that I like didn't expect to be good with both Ray Shremard and Oliver Heldens, which is like a really oh, right, like yeah. no, not obscure, but like a, a really solid deep house electronic musician. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how are you going to put these two artists together? And at the end of the show, I was like, oh, perfectly. It was great. Definitely one of the... Um, it was it was one of the more memorable nights of my life. I won't necessarily say it was whether it was good or bad, um, or mixed. But um, yeah, definitely, Shrem Life Three was a very interesting thing. Sucker or something reminds me of the chiller, almost Shrem Life Two or Shrem Life Rung songs. Remember, mm-hmm. these are the somebody come get her. She's dancing like a stripper or Black Beatles, um, kind of rappers. So yeah, yeah. No, no flex zone. No flex zone. They know better. That's so. I. You that was just. Our re- shit. You, yeah, you just ignited some shit in me. That's definitely going back on a workout playlist, even in 2023. It's like that's a thing. Yeah, dude, that's it's how never left. It, it's never left my 10 hour uh, trap <laughs> trap playlist. I like yeah. Ray Shremard used to be bangers, but like at a certain point they got to be less bangers. I mean, like at a certain point they got to be fully non-existent. And like Sway Lee has always had this larger career about him. That I think like one part of the lyric is like he feels six feet or you know like tall in some extent because the money has or something. Audio face exclusive. I've been to a private party with Slim Jimmy, and even though this was a private invite only party, he had like six bodies around him, and uh, nigga was like five four. <laughs> and I'm not talking the music signature. I'm talking like the imperial height. <laughs> it does not surprise me. Yeah, again, like S- Slim Jimmy. <laughs> We, we talked about his uh, l- little domestic last year that, you know, at, at least in the opinion of Los Angeles Superior Court, that he is uh, cleared. So, you know, we report, you decide on all of that. But, <clears throat> again, together they're back, most likely, because touring money pays damn well, and they'd love some of that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Me too, brother. <laughs> and so I, I'm I'm down for it. I'm here for it. It definitely sounds like they're... I mean, I don't know if I've read the thing, but I think they're going to release a Shrem Life 4. And mm, I... I think so. Listen, I'm here for it, man. Like, there's... I'm not saying that Trap needs this, but I'm not saying that Trap doesn't need this. I would love a throwback. Maybe I'm just getting old, but, like, I would love something because I think kind of what we talked about last year. Rap and Trap isn't dead, but a lot of the mainstream stuff is lacking a lot of what was the best from even a couple of years ago. And I could even say, like, Culture 1 or Culture 2 from Migos would count as, like, some of the better from some of the years ago that we have since strayed from the proverbial Atlantic gods light from the, the East Atlanta Santa gods light from. So uh, we'll, we'll watch on that. This will definitely be a really interesting year, especially if we get a Ray yeah. Shremard project out of, if we, if we could get like Ray Shremard and J rock to make an album, just, you know, that, dude, oh. dude, dude, you're trying to bring out the ghetto in me. You're trying to bring out the, hood no. Sean's trying to like, get me. Wow. wow. Sean's trying to get me into an irresponsible relationship this year. That's his goal, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely. I Bring want back- you to blast WoW freestyle just doing donuts. Like, I'm down. I figured... Allegedly, I figured out how to do donuts in an electric 
Mustang vehicle. And so uh, that'll definitely be something I allegedly try. Anyways, Power Report Live. Seriously, we've done some really good stuff, especially with BAM on, mm, you know, just a yeah. lot of the mass shootings that have been going on in... Um, 2023 as we've just started and a lot of the you know the tyree nickel stuff that's gone on and so you can definitely check that out at youtube.com slash dan from the internet we also honestly like even if you're not like about that kind of shit one of the videos we're about to post or like we'll have posted by the time you see this is called the left well it's not going to call- be called this because it'd be censored but basically it's called what the left doesn't know about guns and Bam and I have a really good debate in that. We talk about, like, if America is going to be a gun country, is this a love-it-or-leave-it kind of situation? And, you know, yeah, Bam put me on the coals for that, and I think we had a really good conversation about there. I'm really excited for everyone to see that. So go to youtube.com slash Dan from the internet to see me get challenged, see Bam get challenged, see you get challenged. And, again, like, yeah, we, we do uh, audio. We got to have that conversation at some point as as... I think I'm the only. Uh, am I the only gun owner of the? No, you are group? not. No, you are not. Really? <laughs> no, you oh, are not, no. sir. No, you are not, sir. So, um, more on that later. And again, like I, I want you to You're check possible. out that segment as well. I want you to check out that segment as well. And so, um, maybe you'll get understand where I'm coming from. But yeah, that's all the teas I've got for you. YouTube.com/slash Dan from the internet. Um, please become a Syndicate 23 member. We're going to announce a lot of the initiatives we really need from this year, especially um, I, me, Dan, has been not only producing all of the shows on Syndicate 23, like, you know, Audio Face and PowerPort, again, with a team that's helping me, but also editing these shows pretty much by myself, and then um, publishing these shows pretty much by myself. I've started to get a lot more help from specifically Peter and Austin on the Syndicate 23 team, but... We want to bring those people on more formally on a far, part, part-time basis, rather not part-time, part-time basis, and uh, bring people on um, also as editing bandwidth. And that will only make the shows better. That will only allow me to do more production things, the, the stuff that like you really like from the show, the stuff that you really like seeing. That's the stuff that you really get. So uh, syndicate23.co join.syndicate23.co content.syndicate23.co at any given time those links work because um, I still need to get better at um, building a website on search engine optimization because again I'm doing all this shit at once so this is the year where I want to start to hand some of those jobs off so that like not only am I doing what I'm doing best and like people are seeing that consistently along with Sean and Bam and C's and all the other folks that you see on PowerPoint. Of course, Yasmin as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, all the other contributors. Like, we're going to bring more left contributors on the show. Sandy Lovas, left of the box from Canada. Um, who was it? Matt Bender um, from the East Coast who talks about crypto yeah. stuff all the time. We're definitely going to be having on very soon. But, like, all this stuff that we get on that, like, makes Syndicate 23 this really special place is, like, about to blow the fuck up. Um, it, it needs just a little bit more of your support from. And so I'm thankful for everything we've got already. Most of our operating expenses are covered. But to get to that next step, we're starting to be, like, viral hits all the time while still being a worker cooperative space syndicate23.co is where all of that stuff will happen so definitely make sure you check that out there and that's a long that's a long plug the last thing i'm going to say here is that we'll have the 
two last things. 2023 playlist will be ready very soon. Again, mm. we'll have even more support than we have in years before to make that playlist awesome and something that like you want to use all the time and share. So more on that later. And of course, shirt number four. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> thank you, Peter, very much for all the mixing and mastering all the stuff you do for Audio Face to make this stuff great. And um, super last thing <laughs> thank you audience on the syndicate 23 you know like i mean the audio face pod youtube for um sending all mm-hmm. these really positive comments and we're gonna do a comments response episode <gasps> and we're also going to do a best of approved by our lawyers um audio face episode that we'll be releasing soon that will encourage you to check out the syndicate 23 archives so you see i am all terrified <laughs> i mean <laughs> Fine tooth comb. <laughs> that, that that's an old saying from the podcast. But um, anywho's speaking of te- speaking of terror, let's get into the first album of the week, right? Uh, we feel like first album this? review of the day. Serving up Gary's way. I mean, let's start here by Little Yachty. <laughs> Fourteen songs, fifty-seven minutes. Fifty-seven minutes of pure unadulterated banners. I just want to see dance. <laughs> <laughs> I snotted. Out, I snotted out of my nose. You sick fuck. <laughs> God I, damn. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to I'm bleep gonna... so much of this when I post it to YouTube. But like, you're my best friend. I appreciate this. This is so genuinely entertaining. <laughs> I'm gonna be known forever now on Audio Face as uh, normal title Sean because dear God, I hate it when people like either. All, I go on Warpass when people all caps their names or all lower caps their names. But Lil Yachty decided to try to piss me off before even listening to one single song and just absolutely destroying the letters of every single song on this record. So, first off, if anyone does that again, you get a 30-second grace period before I destroy your album. (laughs) Yeah, you've been on a little bit of a warpath of, like, all caps albums or, like, all lowercase. Again, based on my Twitter, I'm a little bit of a evangelist of all lowercase. But, yeah, like, you have that warpath. You're allowed. Yeah, so, like, just example. I've officially lost a vision is all caps except for vision and all exclamation points. The next one, say something, is, like, say something. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, I want to. Well, yeah, with the A in say and the umpson in something <laughs> uh, capitalized. And then, yeah, the the black seminal. <laughs> I mean, so. The black seminal general. Distant connections, a large interval. A black man with mouths to feed Embracing equality throughout let, like, like, let's, let's get real here Let's do it This is Lil Yachty's Tam and Paula pivot He's just it's- one guy He's just one guy Can you believe it? He's just one guy He's not. It's not a band okay. It's just one guy It's not Tom A. Impala It's Tame and Paula It's just one guy by the way Can you believe it's just one guy? Um, and yeah, no, no. I mean, the way I describe this, uh, album in 
a number of other contexts, especially in like the team meetings before we did this, is it reminds me of a quote from former U.S. President George W. Bush speechwriter that is paraphrased, the soft bigotry of low expectations. What that means is that for a minute there, I fucking love this album. I was like, Lil Yachty is on a plane here. Like, he is someone who is daring enough to try something different in the music space, especially from, like, a rap trap kind of space, especially from the quality control kind of space, right? Like, I'm impressed. This is really good stuff. And then I, like, came to my senses halfway through the album for two different reasons. I was like, one... This is Lil Yachty I'm talking about. And this is the Code Like Minnesota, Code Like Minnesota. And more recently, the I Took the Walk to Poland. <laughs> like, like, I'm not talking shit. I'm not trying to be like some edgelord guy. Like, I think Walk to Poland is a banger. And I think it understands what you need to do in trap music in this modern era, which is just like make a hook. Ride that hook, hide that hook, so make it so you have to, as a regular music, like a regular song consumer, listen to that song 30, 45 seconds into the album before you really understand it. And that way you get that metric, which is the play count, and you, yeah, you get that paper, right? But like, if Lil Yachty was. There's two ways to look at this. If Lil Yachty had a brain or the people around him had a brain, they would include Walk to Poland as like the last song on this album because then the album would get like 11 billion streams <laughs> and like Lil Yachty would make like paper and this album would get like a lot more like recognition than it does. But the downside that you get to this is that Lil Yachty gets we've talked about this since 2017 he gets lost in his own sauce way too hard and like what you get is a, an album that doesn't even like tip the hat it is very like obnoxiously you know referencing tame and paula and other psychedelic rock efforts of you know 2010s onward but the execution is let me look in Spotify really fast. This is a 57-minute long album. It's about 30 minutes too long. <laughs> well, here's the thing I would say about this. The production and the musicians who are playing on this actually are playing really, really good stuff. Like, example, the opening track to Black Seminole. I, was, I, I just sat there and I was like... Because I had no expectations of the record. I had no idea. I just saw who was who produced it. And I'm like, wait, all these guys I really, really like a lot produced this record. What the fuck? Is it like a pivot? And then out of nowhere, it has like a modular synthesizer to open it. And I'm like, this is not what I expected. And then it's like this total <clears throat> thing that goes into psychedelic rock. And I go, that's not what I expected. And the Black Seminole is like a good... A really good track phenomenal like i mean lot. like but but I sorry to just cut you off sean but like i always caution people and you will agree with me here to not judge a trap or an album by a trap artist let's say in this special case here no, by no. the first album by, by the first record i mean by the first song no no never judge it by the first song because when i got to the second song because the black seminole i was like dude this i really like this track the second song the ride i very quickly remembered that this is cold minnesota i'm listening to and um Make it a 
the bitch ain't no pork and rinds, but the bitch was mighty fine. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting though, you out of here. Because then I forget how bad his auto-tune voice is, because that second song, I wish you to see my reaction, where he just the auto-tune high-pitched voice. I have a sore throat. I'm not going to even um, remotely try to scene it. I literally burst out laughing. <laughs> just when I heard the first... Da, 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 and I go, oh, wait, this is Lil Yachty. Um, but again, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the musicians and the producers actually produced a fantastic record. It's just, I hate autotune a lot. And when the whole record... That's Lil Yachty's beef, that, really. And like, and that's and that's like kind of going on to your point of Lil Yachty getting lost in the sauce. That's basically what happens because the first half of this record is actually pretty decent, but once you go to around like I've officially lost vision and say something to where I saw those song titles, I'm like I want to pull my hair out. That's when he's just like absolutely lost in the sauce. And then at that point, just drags on and I'm like, all right, I get the point of it. And it's just, I, I applaud him for the effort. I applaud him for really going for a pivot, especially with SoundCloud rap, because SoundCloud rappers, especially quality control, they just make the same thing over and over and over again for the past decade. So the fact that he went out on a limb and tried something completely different. I will always applaud an artist, no matter who it is, on doing that. Even when Drake's, honestly, never mind. I will give him credit on that, right? But the production is fantastic. The execution, however, is not that great. Um, it's just, yeah. It's a damn shame because, like, you know, in our most, in our most, yeah, yeah, it had a lot of potential, and in our most, you know, like. In Sean and I's most charitable approach towards Lil Yachty, he knows how to make a hook. He knows how to make bangers. Like, Sean and I will laugh all the way about how dumb songs like Lil Yachty's Minnesota or whatever the hell sound, but Lil Yachty will be laughing all the way to the bank, not because other people will be streaming it, because we are the other people who will be streaming that bitch. Like, like the songs are bangers. We love yeah. them. We we actually enjoy them. We again, it's one of the things we like. Sorry to put words in your mouth, but at least it's one of the things I like doing about this podcast because these are songs that challenge me, and these are publicly you know popular songs that challenge me as an individual. But it. I, I don't think they will be really popular or like really I mean, let me correct that. I don't think they will be they are good as artistically, you know, proper contributing to the long line of music history and human history kind of songs. But for me right now, as <laughs> who I am, they're bangers. And I love them and I love listening to them and I, I think little Yachty has a great talent for consistently putting those out. And I think mm-hmm. that like yeah, he's an auto-tune crooner and he does that way too much, but he definitely could have written a balance here where he does this almost like hard psychedelic rock indie pivot as a trap artist. Because again, Rest and Rico <laughs> tried to do a similar thing with Pink, right? And it, it, 
I think it fell flat, but I appreciated the effort that he did, and I appreciate the effort Little Yachty did here. I think it's bad, but I don't think it's as bad as Honestly Nevermind was. <laughs> that was terrible. This no, is no, like that was objectively a bad record. This is this is just boring. Yeah, exactly. Because like again, there are some uh, there are some decent things in this record. There's a couple good tracks that are like genuinely good. And then the production overall, I think, is fantastic. It's just the execution of it fell flat. That's it. And it's pretty long for for a psychedelic rock record. Like, if Tame Impala well, released sure. a 57 song record, which I'm like, all right. 57 song, you mean 57 minutes? 57 minutes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I, yeah, I was going to say that because, like, you're saying Tame and Paula made a long record. Like, or, like, it's a long record for psychedelic rock. Like, let's, let's pause for a sec and analyze what that really means, except we don't really need to because, like, that is a lot to say. But overall, um, yeah, I'm, I am happy that little Yachty did this jump. And it's a leap and it's very courageous and mm-hmm. straightforwardly. I would like him to do more of this, but at the same time, less of this. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. really pare it down to, like, what are the best ideas that you can put forward. And other than that, just, like, leave the shit be, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, feel free to take a moment here because I need to... I This is one part of the show I forgot to produce properly. But um, the oh, arbitrary no. scale this week that we do every week on Audio Face because <laughs> our review is our review. And rather than explain to you what we did, like, you know, um, rather than explain to you what we said and then, like, summarize that by some bastardized number or score, we're going to tell you exactly how we felt with... Um, how these albums were based on some arbitrary scale that changes every single week. So you understand that our review is our review and that what we said in it is more important than the ranking system we give out of it. Um, This week, it'll be um, Senators quoting Taylor Swift lyrics. Um, I have a link up top if you want to check it out. And you get to pick your favorite uh, senator dropping a Taylor Swift quote based on the fact that, yeah, we've talked about, especially on this podcast, how uh, Ticketmaster has been under a lot of scrutiny for effing people out of tickets, not only during the Taylor Swift fiasco, but for many other concerts for artists honestly way smaller than Taylor Swift. And so... On the one hand, it's fine that Ticketmaster and Live Nation start to get their comeuppance. On the other hand, F these politicians, and we don't trust them to do the right thing. They're just performing for themselves um, in no less shameless, in fact, much more shameless of a way than even Taylor Swift does, who I think would argue, I would argue, has a much more genuine relationship to her audience than any of these politicians have to their constituents. That being Absolutely. said, <laughs> that being said... This is uh, definitely Amy Klobuchar, also known as Cloud Boot Jar. Cloud Boot Jar. Uh, Cloud Boot Jar uh, with All Too Well saying, I believe in capitalism, and to have a strong capitalist system, you have to have competition. You can't have too much consolidation, something that, unfortunately for this country, as an ode to Taylor Swift, I will say, we, all, we know all too well. Cloud Boot Jar. Stapler Amy, baby. Stapler Amy. <laughs> Toe the line. Toe the line, Dan. He wants to say things. 
uh, I would come off as a racist if I said what I really wanted to say right now about Amy Klobuchar, or at like bare minimum a sexist. So I'm not going to this week. I'm going to call this um, uh, the other bad Blumenthal. Um, this yeah, is him. Blumenthal. Which one? Which one? Which one? <laughs> this is him quoting. Uh, Believing that, you know, because Ticketmaster was implying that it's Taylor Swift's fault that so many people were, like, trying to crowd Ticketmaster at this time because she's too popular. And uh, Richard Blumenthal said that Ticketmaster should look in the mirror and say, quote, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Antihero. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I... These people quoting Taylor Swift is just so funny. It's just. I mean, like beautiful sean you and i know all these people do is pander on a daily basis Absolutely. and this Absolutely. in the context of like what we've done as a show is just the most naked way in which they do it like it's just the most unabashed unapologetic way in which they do it and so basically fuck them <laughs> anyways uh, second album review of the day serving up gary's way bean is uh gloria by sam smith uh, 13 songs, 33 minutes long. Was this their fourth LP, I believe, if I recall correctly? Um, Sam yes, Smith. and to be to be clear, just at the top of this, and also f- um, screw you all bigots, Sam Smith uses they-them pronouns. We're going to try our best to do the same. If you don't understand that and you can't just respect this artist for their music, um, this is the wrong video for you. But yeah, that being yeah. said. I mean, considering one of my very favorite artists, Yves Tumor, is uh, non-baronaire as well. So, you know... Fuck everybody who says otherwise. Um, Sam Smith has a a long-storied career. We don't even need an introduction, but um, one of the most prolific singer-songwriters to come out of the mid-2010s and um, has consistently proven themselves to really grow as an artist and grow into their own, like, being comfortable in their own skin, comfortable as themselves as a musician and all of that. And you get that on Gloria. Um, I looked into some reviews and stuff, or interviews of uh, of them talking about the record and, and whatnot, and they say, you know, this is... It was interesting where Sam was saying, hey, like, this almost feels like my first record in a way because it's like a coming-of-age story and everything because I didn't realize they're only 30. Yeah. Which is with the young, super young, the stardom and everything when they came into prominence in 2013. We're, we're, know, we're big latchheads, and even yeah. back then, like Sam Smith was still coming into their own as an artist, as an individual, yeah. from like yeah. who they identified and how they feel with themselves when Latch featuring Disclosure was released. Followed by when they started to do their own work, such as um, in the Lonely, Lonely Hour, Hour, which you know yeah. we didn't have this podcast at the time, but we definitely talked about it. I remember talking about that album with you. Oh, absolutely! And then the thrill of it all, which I'm pretty sure we did have that podcast at that time. Yeah, it was November yeah. of 2017. 
We did. We talked about that. We talked about Love Goes a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, like again, as much as I love Sam Smith, I was feeling like even the thrill of all and Love Goes were a little bit lackluster. Although Love Goes is a really, like, interesting... There were some dancey moments on there that I felt like mm-hmm. you were kind of getting Sam Smith as they really want to express themselves whereas i think gloria and then correct me if i'm wrong like give your opinion here um with its 13 songs with its number of features especially featuring kim petrus's unholy which was the lead single by far and um jesse reyes's uh contributions Mm -hmm. throughout i think is yeah really matches what you were describing there sean of sam smith's like earlier interviews which is like this is their true coming of age record and not only that i feel like this is their most complete and best record to date absolutely i feel like absolutely i agree with that where this is definitely their best work i think sam knocked it out of the park with this where they mix a perfect balance of senior songwriter with pop you know kind of getting the two where you know, really latch onto their vocals because, you know, that's the trademark. Sam Smith's vocals are incredible, but not just relying specifically on that. Now you're getting into using that as a tool to really express your art and everything, right? And getting into the whole lyricism of it, getting into the meat and potatoes of the record and getting into really understand it as an entire project and what they they want to convey to everybody. And when you get that, those are when you get to the best projects that you can make. When you really get to see who you want to be as an artist and who you like, what you what you want to make, that's when you get to really make a complete project. And that was interesting when he said that when I when when they said that earlier of like, hey, this is my this feels like my first record, even though I've been making music for so long, you know. And the Lonely Hour came out almost a decade ago, but it just it takes a long time to get comfortable in your own skin it takes a long time to get comfortable as yourself as an artist and everything and this is a complete project i love it i love like the top half of it starts off a little bit slower with love me more no god you halfway baby you just wanna fight i say it cause i care for you i say it cause i care you know god you don't need a you know say interlude to lose you no god it's like a really i think a lot of the this is definitely not a concept record and you know maybe it is like if it is a concept record i'll say it out there the concept isn't fully kept through the entire thing but i will say you get a lot of religious influences and you get a lot of subversing it in a way that i think is you know really respectful on the one hand maybe this is just spotify being annoying but like i could not find a quote-unquote explicit version of this album and so like the lyricism is done in a very like one take way where it's meant to be interpreted you know as it is but without at least crossing a certain boundary at least the way i understood and heard it maybe this explicit version i don't understand but i think a lot of the album has these like Mm -hmm religious tropes where you're trying to show an understanding and respect for these things that maybe you know in a traditional i'm speaking as a person who is bisexual like in a traditional way you're taught a lot of these religious things but they have to kind of coincide or at least um 
reconcile with society as it is, which on the one hand is accepting of a lot of sexualities, but is a lot of hand very homophobic. Like in the hurting interlude, I think it talks about something which I think will resonate with a lot of folks, which is like... Having to lie, I feel, is, is the saddest and the ugliest part of being a homosexual. Uh, when you have your first bad love experience, for instance, and you can't go to your brother or your sister and say, I'm hurting. Uh, someone who is talking about, oh, this is the first time I've been really hurt in a relationship, but I, as a person in the LGBTQ plus community, don't feel comfortable even talking to my brother or sister about this because of how they might judge me. And so you get that throughout the entire record. In addition to all the religious tropes is the wrong word, but like it plays with the religion in a very artful way that is like, okay, here is how I'm, like you said, Sean, here is how I'm reconciling with this in a very mature manner. Yeah. And I I love how it opens Love Me More, No God, or two perfect tracks to really get you into that feeling and get you into the zone of oh wow this is going very very introspective but in a way that is extremely relatable to i feel like everybody right like you you can pick even if you're like heterosexual or whatnot you can still pick things from here that resonate with you like that hurting interlude i think is fantastic because all of us have been through something like that that it doesn't even necessarily need to be a relationship. It could be anything that has, you know, hurt you in the past or anything that really resonates with you that you still hold on to that bag. You still hold on to that weight. And it like you feel that like that, that fourth song on lose you where it gets in and then it starts to really get into the more of the poppiness of it. So it's a really nice transition from there to where it's now playing with the tropes of what do you do with that? Like, do you just, you know, really get into your feels and whatnot, or do you just become a stronger person out of it, right? Do you use those things to get stronger? Do you use those things to really figure out who you are as a person, who you want to be, and basically get like a thicker skin, get like a thing to where you don't let other things, other people, other th- like what they say about you, they talk about you, don't hurt you and all of that and you get that lose you perfect and holy like that's what i really like about this record those three tracks in succession especially yeah it's fantastic yeah and to be clear like i resonate with a lot of what sean is saying but i want to also like like make sure this is framed correctly like the like it's not about gaining a thicker skin as if like this stuff doesn't matter to you but it's kind of like there's a certain point at least i got to where i like kind of and i think a lot of people who get to this in the lgbtq spectrum are like able to understand that like regardless of how i am judged i am happy the way i am and even again like as sean is saying even if you are not in that spectrum if you are like heterosexual if you consider yourself that way you can still find some ways whether it's like if the person you love or if the interests you have are not necessarily what your elders had for you in mind Exactly. You get that's, to the point. Yeah, yeah, you get <laughs> you get to the point where you realize that what my elders taught me is what I need to put for myself out into the future and what that is is I have this love, I have this interest that is different from them. 
And that's powerful and that's strong and that is valid, whether you're heterosexual or whether you're anywhere else on that spectrum. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Sam Smith and the songwriters that work with them did a really phenomenal job of not just like songwriting and planning that out and producing that, but executing it because that's really the best of what music can do as an expressive sort of medium. Exactly. And I love that. Um, and again, like I was kind of, su- sorry, sorry, but like I was kind of surprised because Sam Smith's previous work did not hit me in this kind of way. And, mm-hmm. and like, I know at the same time, this was always in them. This was always something that Sam Absolutely. Smith was capable of. And I and never was, lost sight of like, that. They were close too. Like with previous records and everything, you could see like they were teetering on the edge of, of really getting into that. But this record, you definitely get that. The lead single Unholy is fantastic. Kim Petras is a very, very interesting musician because she is... Uh, um, a German artist that I've heard of for a long time because back in the early 2000s, like 2006, 2007 or so, she had a whole thing. She had her transition and whatnot and was one of the youngest people to get um, a certain surgery in Germany at age 16 and really develop a whole pop career and whatnot in Germany that then blossomed into worldwide stardom and whatnot. And on this track, it's just like, the perfect person to feature on Unholy. And it just really encapsulates this this track. And with, you know, our, our favorite categories of best overplayed song and whatnot, <laughs> Unholy is Absolutely. definitely on that list. It's a banger. Fucking banger. So good. Yeah, it's Such great. Such a good track. Yeah, it, it definitely... I, I love it. Again, we talk about best overplayed songs on Audio Face. You can talk about, you can check out the ones we talked about last year on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash audiofacepod. But those are the songs that were like, wow, this has a lot of streams. And I get it, <laughs> which is not a position we usually in, but for sure. And then, like, yeah, through the rest of the album. And I'll, I'll be honest, like, I would still say this is a top heavy record, but yeah. the bottom isn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's still good, and it's not lagging be- so far behind that it hurts how I feel about the rest of the project. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a top-heavy record. That's it, where most of the banners and stuff are at the top. But you have, like, Gimme uh, featuring Coffee and Jesse Reyes is a great track. You have that... Um, and I'm not here to make out. friends, produced by Calvin Harris. And can I... I, I can, Sean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a pass here. I mean, I'll... I'll use what little pass I have here to say this. What you said about Kim Petras and Unholy was like very correct and very honest, but at least in my first pass opinion, the gayest song on here <laughs> was Who We Love with Sam Smith and Ed Sheeran. So let go. You don't know better than your heart knows whether they're here or long gone. Yeah, we love who we love Footprints along the side Whispers of sweet romance Sound of a wedding band 
Like, hands down, the gayest song was with, like, I, in my opinion, the straightest artist on this album. <laughs> Sean, feel free to tread carefully, but at least that was my thought. That's, that's so funny. And absolutely 100% true. <laughs> Because I was waiting to get to that track, because when we ended there, I was like, all right, Ed. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> Absolutely no judgment here, man. <laughs> that, was, that was brilliant. Uh, fantastic record. Sam Smith fans of like throughout their career and even newer fans, every, everybody will enjoy this record. Damn good pop record. I love it. Give me some more pop records like this in 2023. Let's keep it rolling. It's and fantastic. also, it's something I can ironic, like, unironically say is good for, you know, the overall movement. Because again, this is not Power mm. Report. <laughs> this is not Power Report. But um, the LGBT emphasis on the T plus community has been going through it over the past couple years. Like different laws that have been passed and different shit that's been going on, especially in the United States. So this is hopefully an album full of a lot of anthems to keep people who are like really struggling with themselves and struggling with their identities and who they are as people. Not to just like cope in the day-to-day and go through it, but also understand that, like, they are loved and they are valid and who they feel as they are as individuals are, like, that's the way they should go forward to. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the the best thing music can do. Again, regardless if you're in some kind of, like, minority or, like, whatever life experience you're going through, music should make you feel less alone. And this is a great job of that. And, yeah, it's also just great music (laughs) overall. So... Yeah, arbitrary scale as we do arbitrary scales every week at Audio Face because our review is our review. We poured our hearts into that review for sure. And so um, to bastardize it with a letter grade or a number grade like uh, some other YouTubers or, you know, content creators or article creators tend to do. This week, we're going to be using the senators who um, quoted Taylor Swift lyrics during their Ticketmaster hearings. And... um. It's fine to do a little bit of double dipping here, because there's a couple. Uh, (laughs) God. Um, I'm going to go with when Senator Mike Lee said... And you, you can choose this, too, if you want to make it easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, am, it's fun. quote, to be honest, I had hoped as of a few months ago to get the gavel back. But once again, she's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Nice of Taylor Swift to write a song about the same situation. Again, this is this is Utah Senator Mike Lee, the sick F, just getting himself warmed up, just getting himself lubed up for this entire, like, completely self-infatuous political BS conversation. Again, like... All these people are liars. If I were more dramatic, I would start breaking glass, but then I'd have to clean it up. So, like, yeah, these these people piss me off, man. Is that going to be who you're going with, too? No, absolutely. That's what I'm going with. Because it's just... Uh, because it's, Especially because it's Mike Lee. P- Mike. Piece of shit, Mike Lee. <laughs> also, really fast, I want to acknowledge that, yeah, we are streaming this one on uh twitch i'm trying to figure it out sean i found a loophole i can sh- uh, i mean you shouldn't but 
Twitch doesn't enforce it very well currently. Uh, one's ability to stream live copyrighted music. Oh, please, God. And so we would start to do audio phase potentially as early as next week, allegedly. Sorry, Carl. Um, with uh, a, a few bits of copyrighted material that we would be commenting on during the f- in pure uh, recognition of the Fair Use Act, which says that as long as we are commenting on copyrighted material for the news or commentary context in which we are reviewing said copyrighted material, that said reproduction of that material is protected, again, by the Fair Use Act. So again, as long as we're commenting on this, as long as we're providing some uh, an analysis or perspective as critics, this is protected by United States law. So, again, I would love to practice some free speech on Jeff Bezos' platform (laughs) next week with y'all, and again, with a little bit more promotion, but I appreciate everyone uh, listening and paying attention. (laughs) I, I... in the off chance that we have to use that for a call situation, I hope you at least give me a high five for that. But um, thank, thank you very much for participating in this. And um, I want to shout out Philip, Felipe Lee Auguste for saying, oh, what is this new to me Dan content type? Oh, guess I'll find out what could possibly go wrong. You don't even know what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to open up that can of worms. Because... because uh... <laughs> that yeah. that'll open you up to, to to some legal problems, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, let's not do that. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. I hope that you uh, continue to be subscribed and check out some of the stuff. Because yeah, on on my Twitch channel, I'm going to be doing audio face on Sundays with Sean here, um, and then maybe some special guests from time to time if either Sean or myself cannot participate. And then, of course, Power Report on Thursdays and. If I get real comfortable <laughs> in a couple of months, when I get some real comfortable, I'm gonna start doing some gaming on weekends. I'm gonna start chilling and grilling. I'm gonna just start like having some good old time. I li- I-, I told Sean I have I a situation. To- huh? Dude, one day <clears throat> I need to get you on Age of Empires, so then me and you can stream Age of Empires on here. That's, I'm, that's hella my I'm hella down. I'm hella down. I just I just need um honestly morale support to not be doing this alone because the more I do streams alone, the more I feel like Rush Limbaugh. And the more I feel like my craziest opinions might be correct. And so I need my friends to save me from that possible hell. And so, yeah, for sure, I'll, I'll download whatever fucking game. That's a, again, sorry, Carl, but that's probably a business expense on my taxes. So, like, for sure, let's, let's, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like you would enjoy Age of Empires a lot. That's one of my favorite games ever. The series, so, but Age of Empires 4 goes hard. Audio. La- so, uh, last album review of the day. Sorry, no Gary's way, Bean, as I always have to do. <clears throat> is Audio Lust and Higher Love by S.G. Lewis. 15 songs, hour and two minutes long. S.G. Lewis, artist that we have reviewed on this podcast a couple times. I think the last one was, what, Times record in 2021? Or do we do another one after that? But um, S.G. Lewis, known like as... like. I wouldn't say that. Maybe dance hall-ish, you know, just more... Dance hall, house. I mean, he's a sleeper. Again, Times is the last album we reviewed in 2021. I remember viewing it because it was one of my favorite albums of last year. Mm -hmm. In fact, even before listening to this 
uh, you know, like even before doing this podcast, which I usually try to be very careful of because sometimes I blend songs in my head. I was mm. listening to some of Times like just this morning. So I was like, you got some bangers <laughs> in here. You got Chemicals, you got Fall, you got um, Impact with Robin and Channel Triss. More on that later. Uh, but you also got one more with Nile Rogers. And at least personally, I can't forget Back to Earth, the song that personally makes my heart melt. It's fucking great shit. Times is a fantastic record. It grew on me because at first I wasn't, I, I liked it, but it took me a while to get into. And then as 2021 went along and even a bit in the last year, I listened to it a bit and I enjoyed it a lot. Going into this record, it's a bit longer, I would say. Um, but there's some of these songs I call his Roosevelt pivot, where some of it is mixing in dance hall with some 70s funk uh, funk beats, disco beats, this stuff. Example: the first track, uh, "Infatuation," sounds so much like a Roosevelt track. the way the synthsar played the bass everything i heard it and i was like it's straight out of like debut record of roosevelt when i heard that and i was like oh wow all right but not <clears throat> not to the point where it's like a blatant ripoff it's just it has to be influenced by him at like 100 <clears throat> percent just the way that it's the way that song is made but that's really the only track that and a couple others i guess that use some of the funk stuff but that one i was like that's really influenced by that but the rest of the record isn't necessarily super influenced by Roosevelt but you can get some themes and ideas that he had throughout the record I did like that track to be fair yeah I listen I'm I'm gonna not you transparently Sean this week have a sore throat and so like there's only a certain amount of commentary you can give it's not that I don't love this album. It's just that, like, I only have a certain amount of commentary I can give about this album. Is that it bangs? Like, I love it. I appreciate it. I love that you have certain tracks in here that, like, serve to the best. Again, let me skip to, I think, one of the highlights of the record Fever Dreamer with Charlotte mm-hmm. Day Wilson and Channel Twice. Two of the best you've got in dance music right now, both of which I happen to have seen live. Uh, thank you, uh, ghost producer kyle for the show day wilson mm-hmm. uh getting me to see him live at some point but um getting me to see her live some point rather but like y- both of them are such a great mix together in electronic music and while i felt that sg lewis's last record was a little bit too rooted in the past sg lewis's newer record audio lust and higher love manages to take influences from the past but still create a record that feels forward thinking and again i never felt that sg lewis's last record was too delayed or too you know old head sounding but on audio face we're always going to appreciate the records that are forward thinking and this has a little bit of 
at least to mid 2024, late 2024, like staying power to it. Well, like I would still play this on playlists. I would still play this on bangers, like for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I would too in that regard. Like it, I really like that track. Uh, Fever Dream is amazing. I love the features. I, and like even um, vibe like this with Ty Dollar Sign and Lucky Day. I really like the features on here, even though they're pretty f- few and far between. But the way that S.G. Lewis mixes everything and pairs everybody together that's on this record, it fits well. Can you come over? Can we get to the business? Let me console you. Tell you everything you're missing. How does she know? Pull up why these carrots can't move to your pay me. Yeah, now nah, nigga can't play me. Talking shit from across the club. Where's your watch, nigga? Try your luck. Try your luck. I love like the different styles and different influences that you can hear throughout the record because even though I said earlier like like the Roosevelt comparison, like the influence, he does it in a way that it's genuine. Like you could tell like you can tell when someone gets an influence and just blatantly rips off of it, right? But you can tell when someone gets an influence and it's like, hey, I have some ideas. Like I hear this. What am I going to do with this? Like, what can I do to kind of put my own spin on it? Oh, hey, this now gets me into a different idea of like some other things I've listened to that are kind of similar. What can I do with that? And those are like, you get that throughout this record. Audio face debates. We recently talked about um, Lil Yachty's record and how it had a lot of psychedelic rock influences, especially from mm-hmm. um, artists like. <clears throat> I saw a little bit of the avalanches in there. I saw a little bit of Lil, I mean, uh, Tame Impala in there. There are a lot of like psych rock influences, even like, you know, um, Julian Casablanca's type shit, right? S- but I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to say that th- even that record that came out recently was a ripoff of these sounds. What do you think? Um, I wouldn't say that necessarily. Um, Hard to say, like the little Yachty thing, I think it's more of like, because it's not him really producing it, it's like other people producing the record, so it's like, hey, I have an idea, I want to make it, I want to make a psychedelic rock record, who do I need to hire, who do I want to hop onto this and everything, and what do I do to make said A and said B work? That's so it's more like the producer's fault, the producer's scenes of doing that. But some of them are genuine musicians and whatnot, and you could tell with the sounds and whatnot that that production is genuine, but there's still some sounds where it's like, oh, okay, I can get your influence, I can hear the sounds that you're trying to make. And those sometimes it's it can feel like that in a way. Um, but SG Lewis, it's like because especially in, in electronic music, because this is kind of a more of a state of the music uh, when we get into that discussion and whenever we do that in the next couple of months, um, as oh, yeah. we do our yearly dis- uh, discussion, I think it's usually in March. Um, with electronic music, there's a lot of people that will rip off of each other, right? There's a lot of people that, because it's it can be kind of one-dimensional in a way sometimes, like especially the very popular EDM, right? A lot of people can just make the same hyphy-typhy beats. A lot of people can just go, hey, this is what's popular. This is what I'm going to make, you know? Or even um, like uh, with uh, indie music and stuff, a lot of people can be like, hey, I want to sound like Jai Paul. And then you have a lot of people that try to make that sound in the mid-2010s or Tori Amar or who, you know, whoever. That happens all the time. But you have genuine people that hear it and be like, 
I, I okay, I have an idea of what I, I want my record to sound like. Because it's like, oh, I'm taking this and I want to have my own spin on it. I want to have my own thing to where I create my own vision out of it. And you get that audio lesson, Higher Love. Which is why I like this record, because in EDM, there's so many people that rip off of each other. There's so many sounds that sound exactly the same. And then artists will make the same fucking record over and over and over again. But Audio Lesson, Higher Love, I feel like is... Definitely a step in the right direction, even compared to Times. Even though Times is a is a fantastic record, I feel like this is even more layered, even more complex than that, just because of the ideas and different things that they're doing with it and staying within the Times, where funk is becoming more popular, right? 70s throwbacks are becoming a little bit more popular, at least in this sphere of music, and you're still putting a modern twist on it, and you're not sounding dated in a way where it's like, oh, this sounds like something that would come out in 2018, right? So... Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing I like about it, it's I, I love a lot about what you just said in your commentary. Because like number one, we've been looking at for EDM albums that do a better job of like um relating to the modern electronic music era and that the fact that like we can't do this high V type V shit all the time. We need to start calling back to other earlier genres like funk, like uh soul, like, you know, R&B, which we on Audio Face don't like calling it an R&B, we call it neo-pop because R&B is inherently a racist genre in a subcategory, but, like, when you get to vibe like this with Ty Dolla Sign and Lucky Day, I think that's like, you know, Lucky Day is one of the pinnacle funk is back type folks. Tell me that that pussy's tail, man, is it on me? And you never give it up to one of my colleagues. We should go to Bali, after that the Maldives. You said if it's real, then I get you these house keys. Yeah, and make this house for the homies. I know you like diamonds and roses. Tell me what your goal is. I'ma make sure you never know what a goal is. Ty Dollar Sign has started to get into, at least in the late 10s, early 2020s, this position where he is kind of this almost like a Snoop Dogg, like a, he's fine, whatever, but he's good to feature and he's a solid feature on certain records. And so I think he did a really good job here. And maybe my hottest take here might be that SG Lewis did a better funk wave bounces than Calvin Harris, even though, um, oh wait, he hasn't even appeared on this album. It was a, it was, it was a different record he appeared on that we did earlier. Yeah. But like, I think this is funkier without being so, over the, over the top, top of your head that it feels mm-hmm. like a silk sonic record and i think that's what you need to do in electronic right now because you can make great electronic that has full of its bleats and bloops without you know like overstepping its boundaries into funk if that makes sense yeah and I actually I, I agree with that especially with hopefully yeah, i was basically agreeing with you <laughs> yeah i well, like I like the examples of what you were doing it with, like the Calvin Harris stuff and whatnot with Funk Wave Bounces. And yeah, and even like Silk Sonic, because sometimes with that, it's like, even though it's a good record, it's, yeah, it's a bit much at times. Um, But overall, I think SG Lewis really knocked this out the park um, with an evolution of, especially like electronic music and stuff, right? Like we, as Dan said, we really search for good EDM. There is not much out there that is in the mainstream. Every once in a while you come across something here or there, but that's why you have this podcast, right? That's why we make this podcast. We does this. We does this Um, podcast. Shout out, we made a podcast. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, Shout out Season Bam, Power Report, 
and uh, we made a podcast talking about uh, football and Holly and Holly. Oh, that's right, and Holly. Um, talking about football or soccer to y'all Americans and Canadians. Um, <laughs> but with fuck, I did the snot thing we... again. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with EDM, like there's just. Uh, there's so much lackluster stuff out there to where you have to sift through a lot of bull crap to get to the bulk of the good. And I think we're starting to come into a pivot now where we're starting to hit a stride with EDM. And I'm hoping that we are starting to hit a stride with some records that are going to be coming out that are better. We're leaving the 2010s and like late, like just a whole period, that whole decade, and even the early 2020s behind us. And we're starting to really now develop it to newer sounds, develop it to newer production styles and whatnot. And um, hopefully, yeah, that, that's kind of what I want to see. But overall, I think this is a fantastic record. If you liked SG Lewis before, if you liked Times before, you will like this record. If you've, like, even with me, where I like Times, but I wasn't like a huge SG Lewis fan like a bunch of other people that I know, um, I, I think this record's fantastic. And this is something I'm going to be listening to a lot and diving in more, especially as a longer record at an hour and two minutes long. It's going to take me a little bit to dive into some of these other tracks. But, yep. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit long for 2023, but, you know, we'll it's, allow it's it because it's... We'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely good. And again, there have been other artists who have taken longer efforts with their albums lately. A little uh, yachty. That have been way less deserved. Arbitrary skills. Do arbitrary skills every week on Audio Face because our review is our review. We said how we said and how we felt. You should respect that. If you don't respect that, then you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> and and rather than setting up with one of those um, pitchforkian or um, Fantanian standard review systems with like a letter grade or a number grade, give us an arbitrary scale. Arbitrary scale this week are um, politicians who quoted Taylor Swift lyrics to clap Ticketmaster in the cheeks. Uh, what do you get this week, Sean? Um, shit. Oh. I mean, limited oh, pickings based on what we've done already. This so is, you're good. Oh, there's uh, Sal Nuzo of the James Madison Institute think tank. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, like the, they told law- lawmakers the hearing um, that this, end quote, a few million Taylor Swift fans would respond. This is why we can't have nice things. That's going off of a reputation. Yeah. Um, it, going back to Mike Lee, even though I, refer, I, I agree with yours more. Karma is a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not? Which this pathetic exercise in politics proves nothing about, again, nothing about politicians' uh, tacitly naked attempt to appeal to a broader audience. It more appeals to the fact that Taylor Swift's got some bangers and she's got some songwriting Mm -hmm. that has a really wide, powerful appeal and can even be used in her own defense against one of the most chaotic, evil companies currently making music worse. But like Sean said and referenced in, earlier in the episode, Ticketmaster will definitely have to be a little bit of the conversation in our State of Music 2023 episode, Absolutely. which I conveniently plan so that I can have my weekend, have my birthday weekend off every single year. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> my man and uh make sure we plan something like that out for you too every single year for sure um but yes. yeah like let's uh do that make sure you are so we're trying to stream as best we can because of the youtube reason i mentioned earlier we might be um twitch exclusive for audio face at twitch.tv slash dan from the web but uh we will have clips on demand on youtube.com slash audio face pod regardless so that you if you happen to have missed or caught part of the stream late you can catch all the other stuff that we have talked about or if you want to consume this in podcast form where maybe you want to have your little phone screen off you can do that by going to um god i keep forgetting all the links for everything oh it's audioface.show to go to the podcast and then from there you can check out the podcast whether you listen to apple podcast spotify pocket casts stitcher or within your uh phone's web browser you can listen to all the episodes you can keep track through all that speaking of which thank you peter for mastering all those episodes to make sure that it sounds nice, especially for our podcast audience. Also, thank you, Austin, for publishing mm. a lot of those episodes on YouTube and for the Syndicate 23 members to make sure they get them in a promptly fashion. And um, by the way, to everyone, if you don't get those things in a promptly fashion, do not blame Austin. It is entirely because of me. And um, thank you, not only Peter, not only Austin, but also Kyle for helping to produce all these episodes while Sean and I are busy and continuing to do all these things. Syndicate 23 is a growing and it is because of your support thus far. Uh, even more of your support will get all this fine content that you see and you enjoy even bigger and even vi more visible to a larger audience. And um, like we alluded last week, we even have some surprises for you. Even on top of that, that'll make Audio Face really show you how it's like a show to be reckoned with. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, Sean and I are very smug about that. Sean can be found on Twitter and Instagram if he trusts you on those fucking dead platforms. At SW Suarez, <laughs> I can be found on Twitter at Dan from the Web, on Instagram at Dan from the Internet, on TikTok. Screw my TikTok. Follow us on TikTok at AudioFacePod. That's going to be very important for the next year, especially. And um, yeah, that's everything. Sean, you're loose. <laughs> Enjoy your rest of your Sunday and heal your throat. Pause. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before before we end, let me go through some of the um, let me let me go through some of the comments. Uh, I commented to Philip. Philippe Le Auguste, and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but I said, I promise this podcast is influenced by neither Big Seltzer or Big Fig. And Philippe Auguste understood the joke. <laughs> Big Seltzer Big equals Big. the Ford Foundation or RT, depending on which freaks you out more. <laughs> Big Seltzer fair use. <laughs> Big Seltzer, baby. Philippe Le Auguste, you get my exact... Um, enjoyment of Kyle Kalinske, maybe you'll understand my displeasure towards Kyle Kalinske, but you at least get this podcast's broad enjoyment of him. So um, when uh, other people out there say <laughs> I'm clout chasing against Kyle Kalinske and they say that um, I've never seen his show before or I don't like him, never mind the fact that like I literally have photos with him that literally disproves it. Uh, the fact that like we're in the stream and unprovoked, I'm still like joking about it yes like you said felipe de Gaste, we have a great cosmic balance here on the audio face podcast and so 
seriously, thank you for joining. Make sure you're at least following on Twitch if you aren't already. And we will be back pretty much every Sunday, roughly around noon, uh, reviewing three albums that we think are the most important for you to think about this week. So with that long ass segue, cheers. Wait, Sean, you're, you're, you're muted somehow. Let's get your I'm cheers muted? back. No, 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 you're back. You were just too far from uh-huh. your mic. Let, let, oh. let, let's get your cheers again. Alright, cheers. Good. We, we can't go. we can't disrupt the sanctity of the podcast <laughs> by not getting your cheers. <laughs> Bye, everyone, especially all on stream. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh-